But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Erotica. My name is Cody Ryan. I'm followed here by my co-host as always, Bobby. How are you doing today, Bobby? I'm doing well, Cody. Had a a night that was more interesting in theory than it actually ended up being, but we can talk about that a little bit. Oh, I definitely would like to hear more about that, unless we're talking about the same thing. Um, <laughs> I don't think we are. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, yeah, so we're here today. Uh, it's Sunday. We're about to watch the Eagles come on in a little bit. We're watching the... Sixers in the background. I am very mad at them. Um, they are on a two-game losing streak to terrible teams, I believe. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, I. it's too early in the season. Who fucking cares? Um, yeah, so it's Football Sunday. We're watching the Sixers instead, and then the Eagles will play the Patriots, which they'll probably crush, but hopefully I eat my words on that <laughs> like I did in the Super Bowl. So, so we're feeling good today. <laughs> yeah, we're feeling great today. I don't feel good. Um, I did go to therapy today. Um... And we need to address the elephant in the room for me and Bobby that you guys don't know about. And this is actually take two. So we are on Sunday. We attempted our first recording on Wednesday. We usually record on Thursdays. That's usually just our day that we both have open all the time that we do. Happy to be Bobby's um, anniversary. Congrats, Bobby, on that. But we decided to do Wednesday instead. Um, Because of that, I decided that this girl that I was, like, supposed to go on a, a date with, um, we had a Wednesday date set. I asked her if we could move that to Thursday so we could accommodate the podcasting. I didn't tell her it was because of the podcast because I feel like it's a pretty lame reason to, <laughs> yeah, you... to change. But I don't think I also was ready to explain to her how much this podcast means to me. So it was like... Yeah, you don't want to... If you're, like, talking to a potential romantic partner, you don't want to lead with... <laughs> we I have a podcast that I need to record. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I probably could have just worked around the date because, you know, like, well, also dates don't always go all night unless I'm really on my game. (laughs) Um, How did that date go, Cody? I canceled it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So that's where that went. Um, I ended up canceling it. The girl was very understanding. I couldn't do it. And the reason why, I'm not entirely sure, which is bad to say, but... Wednesday, we tried to record. Our friend Lauren was over. She was over to just watch the Sixers, happened to be in the area. Probably would have jumped in on the pod a little bit. We were trying to convince her to actually be on the pod. Um, But we were like, let's watch some Sixers first. We'll record. And then I started catching up these guys on some stuff that I cast for legal reasons. Nothing bad is happening with me. Nobody has to worry about that. Um, But I basically felt like I fucked Bobby on something that is related to that it turns out that wasn't true either um and everything's fine everything's good i'm kind of back in that happy mood in terms of like where i have been the past couple weeks and then i was really just like having a stressful week though and i just wanted to get to this weekend and have just one alone just kind of reset and um yeah i didn't do anything yesterday really and also my medical card for marijuana came in this week so 
Sounds like it would be a perfect weekend, honestly. You know, for me, it just like needed. I was mentally exhausted, needed the rest. Just gonna, you know, smoke some weed and play some video games, watching TV. Like, no pressure, no expectations. I taken the step back from the dating world, and I think I'm going to continue to take a step back from dating apps. Um, I know the episode we talked about with Steven that I talked about, I was, you know, moving more in my life of maybe I would move more towards open relationships and I'm just not really in the mood to actively date. There's people that I have in my life that I'm talking to and stuff, but like, I just don't want to keep being on these apps with these strangers. So... You know, I kept a Saturday open for me and was smoking some weed, and now I am having a mental breakdown. So, how are you, Bobby? Uh, I'm fine. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So, let's, so well, let's rewind to Wednesday, though. On Wednesday, we... we Well, part of the issue was that we watched The Sixers. And yeah. And it went uh, really poorly. And uh, at, on top of that, a really stressful and frustrating and weird work situation for Cody... Uh, that we'll leave it that, and it just ended up that um, we weren't in the right headspace to do anything productive. Really, I wasn't in the right headspace. I was trying to be generous, but yes, yes Cody was not in the right headspace to do anything generous. And Bobby said, "Generous? Not why the fuck did I say generous? I don't know." Uh, Bobby did say though, kindly enough. We knew Sunday we had as a backup. We didn't want to use Sunday as a backup. We just wanted to keep our Sunday open, but we knew it. And Bobby said, "Hey, I." have a feeling you're going to be in a better headset Sunday. I am in a better head space, but I'm still... That's just comparatively. Yeah. You're not in a good head space. It's just not as bad as it was on Wednesday. But the thing was, like, Friday and early Saturday wasn't that bad. Um, I'm just struggling with a lot of concepts of my life right now, and really, a lot of the struggles that I've been having are, you know, I want to be happy for myself, um, but I want to be helpful to others. Um, and sometimes your own happiness has to take a, a dive when you try to help others. So I've had people, you know, try to advise me like, hey, don't help people in this situation. Just worry about yourself. And that's always hard for me because part of my happiness comes from, you know, doing stuff for other people. But it, it had gotten to the point where basically like I'd been setting up random dates and stuff and like agreeing to do things with people and then doing the podcast and then completely not twitching. Um, I haven't eaten a real meal in like two weeks except for one part of that is because of some medication that I've been taking. And um, it was just like kind of just time to have one of those like step back moments. And when I stepped back, I thought I was going to step forward rejuvenated. And what I found out is, um, being normal is boring as shit. Wow, I take offense to that. I was, yeah, I, I was going to ask you, Bobby. Um, the resident normal guy. Oh, yeah, I don't know what the hell you guys do all day. Um, I legitimately, last night was, I passed out at like 11. I was upset because I didn't really want to go out. And I was just like, well, what do I do? And I know you, Bobby, you, you play video games and I play video games. Um, I'm getting kind of sick of video games, so that's not good. Oh, it's not necessarily bad as an isolated thing getting sick of video games, but it's not great that one of the things in your life that used to bring you joy is not bringing you joy any longer, it seems like. Yes, and then I am still stressed out that um, I'm not streaming 
which wouldn't make sense as a thing to um, pursue if I wasn't even enjoying it. But unless you're like to the point where you're making a lot of money from it, and it, yeah, that I, makes it worth it. Which, as of right now, not the case. Not yet. Which I do have 42 followers. If you're uh, somebody who has a Twitch and you just want to follow me, I can start making money soon if you could do that. Uh, no, follow Twitter and on Twitch. Yeah. But the point is, it's just like, it's getting harder for me because what I really wanted, you know, like as a reset in my life really, truly, is that I get back into my rhythm of who I was years ago when happiness started coming naturally from just staying in that rhythm to such a T and then the sadness would come in these really specific pockets of like feeling like a failure where now I'm just like, okay, nothing's really going wrong except for a few things that I've actually handled really well. And I'm feeling pretty happy day to day, but like the night times I'm smoking a bunch of weed, which Surprised that no one, I like we can say it now that I guess I'm legal. Is I'm a pothead and I'm very addicted to the weed. Like this is not a secret. It's it's finally on the open. Um, I don't think that's actually even been that big a concern to be addicted to the weed. But Bobby and I were even talking about this beforehand. Having the medical card is great, but to even buy uh, what people who have ever seen the weed cartridges before for like a vape, like. I'm buying what is essentially a half cartridge, 500 milligrams for 50 bucks, which is also not a bad deal, but I bought my first one Thursday night and I need to go back to the dispensary tomorrow. Like that's just not sustainable really because that's $50 every like couple of days. But at the same time, I started stressing out about money. I haven't ordered groceries in three weeks. All right. So there's your money for weed. Yeah, but that doesn't really like (laughs) solve like... The problem, like, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, yeah. it's like, that's not... No, I'm joking. I'm that's joking not a good around. way to live Obviously, the... You need to find a way that you can have an appetite and... Yeah, like, so, also want to clarify, because not... Because part of, part of being in, like, your back-to-normal rhythm is, like, doing normal stuff day-to-day, like, eating two, three meals. And, yeah, yeah. And if you're in such, like, disarray mentally that you're not... Like you said, you've had one meal, like one proper meal in the last couple of weeks and you're spending 50 bucks on weed every like four or five days. Like it's it's just not setting yourself up to get back to normal, happy, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I want to clarify when I say that I haven't ordered groceries in three weeks, this isn't me buying drugs over food. Like it might have no, sounded. No, it's not like, it's not if like anybody a. anybody listens to the podcast, they know that I actually am having appetite issues, like legitimate appetite issues. And that's how I got my weed medical card essentially is because I said, you know, my appetite has been completely gone lately and I'm taking my anti-anxiety medication. I'm taking my antidepressants. But when I get home at night, I still sometimes get anxiety and I can't eat anything. So what I did was, is I got the medical card. I went in, I told them, hey, give me the thing that helps give appetite. And most weed does, so that that helps. And that's what I've been kind of self-medicating to make sure I eat. Problem is when you smoke weed, you also lose all motivation to cook. Um, So what I did was I signed up for Freshly, which is like, could be sponsor of the podcast. Let us know, Freshly. Um... (laughs) But essentially what they do is, like, you know, meal prepping is becoming a big thing where people, like, take their Sundays and, like, they just cook and then, you know, pack it together. 
Freshly basically does that for you, and their real meals are not, like, microwavable, like, shit, like, chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. It's, like, real meals, they prepare for you, you microwave them, you leave them in the fridge, you can freeze them, whatever. Like, that's more of where my life is right now. I'm busy. Like, my job is crazy, we do the podcast. I do want to get back to streaming, and I think even the rhythm thing, like, I will enjoy video games more when it's not so, like oh my god, it's connected to this thing. But like even like getting back to the gym, I hated myself because I went to the gym on Tuesday, had a great workout, and then Thursday through now, haven't done anything. And partially that was because when I was at work, I made some excuse of I'm too tired to go. And then partially that's because on Saturday, I woke up and just started smoking some weed. So like, and I don't want to be the guy who wakes up and starts smoking weed either. And it's just... I don't think the weed is the issue. I think the weed is the, the crutch for just a lot of things going on. And I don't know. I, I don't get it. Like, I don't know if it's like, I need to go back to my psych to ask him for different medication. That scares the shit out of me too. I mean, I just don't know what to do, Bobby. Like I legitimately don't, I don't, I'm not doing anything differently really in my day to day life. I just, there's an emptiness and it keeps growing and I want to help people and I want this podcast to be, you know, a beam of light and I want my interactions with people to be kind of positive now. And I, I look at the, you know, those archetypes of those like really happy, positive people that were able to do really hard things, but like, you know, still push through all of that, you know, and on the other side, like, I mean, you talk about someone like Nelson Mandela who, just like took suffering like that I couldn't even understand for years and years and years. And I've never seen a picture of Nelson Mandela where he wasn't smiling and saying like positive shit and like still happy and spreading great words. And I'm like me, I'm just like everything could, that could possibly going right. My life is going right. And just something still just feels off. And when I was like, well, maybe I just am the kind of person needs to be in a relationship and, Dating, uh, that is not true. It's just not. Like, I I need my schedule open. I need people to give me my space. And I had a point basically this week where I had, a like, almost a panic attack about plans on Saturday that I was going to have to cancel and realized I didn't have plans on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. That's, it, like, it sounds like you're at the point where, like, every little thing is so stressful that even things that don't even exist, you just assume that they're going to be stressful. Like, and that's why these plans that you didn't have to cancel, you got stressed out about. Yeah. And I think even, you know, this talks about a lot about the positive crisis episode we talked about. So there was like kind of like a running joke, um, from our friends the other day when we were hanging out after the bars or we were at your place, we were watching like the Sixers or something. And we all came back to my place, and I joked to um, you guys that, like, hey, what's the deal with Hinge? Like, why do they keep asking me on dates? I'd never noticed that, like, versus other dating apps. And then everybody was joking, like, oh, my God, everybody wants to date Cody and ask him out. I'm like, no, literally, I'm not sending that many messages, and people are like, hey, do you want to go get a drink? And I don't think I'm that attractive. Like, I just don't think that... It just sounds like you're bragging again. <laughs> I know. It sounds like a brag, but, like, it... It was stressful to me, though, because my inclination is to say yes and then put more on my schedule and my plate. But at the same time, I don't think those connections were real either. It was like it was starting to stress me out that like 
I had to make these determinations quickly, which, frankly, I mean, I guess women have to do this all the time, so what the fuck am I complaining about? Women have to do that with men on the street all the time, like, quick answer, like, do you want to go on a date? Most times, no, because anybody just approaching on the street is a dumbass. Um, I was on a dating app and still being like, uh, I matched with this person, and I still don't know if my brain can handle the idea of spending an hour with them inside of a bar on a Wednesday night because I need just to not be out of the house for a bit. Yeah, I can't overexpress how glad I am that I'm in a stable long-term relationship and I don't have to be on Tinder and Hinge and Bumble and shit anymore. It I, sounds I it just mom. awful. That's good. And the thing is, I but the, the reality is I don't think I really have much to offer anybody right now either, so it's not... Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's, I just... And I don't think... Yeah, and I, this is something that I think we've... All of our friends have felt that, like, it's good that you proved to yourself and others, I guess, that you, like, still got it. Like, there are, like, you can go get dates with women and stuff, but I, I, it seems as though you need to take time and, like, really recalibrate yourself and, like, kind of get your own affairs in order before you can be a, like, reciprocate uh, a relationship or like a date or something like that. Yeah. And I, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And, um, so what is that? What is what? My affairs. I don't know what the hell I have to get. Oh, um, I don't just like getting your appetite back and like making sure that your medication, um, mix is good and, um, figuring out like the proper amount of weed for you to be smoking and just stuff like that. That I don't want to do any of that. All right. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I want to do all of that, but, like, I just... Don't know how. I, I... Dude, I, I don't know what to tell you. I come from a family of addiction. Like, I... Kicking weed is not going to be easy for me for just even a week. Like, I... You have to understand, I have a medical weed card. Like, so... There's no discussion here of Cody's going to go completely sober. It doesn't make sense. Like, even a doctor was like, hey, this could help you out. Like, that's right. not the point here the point is that the weed that i'm buying is not as effective because i'm too used to weed so i have to take some time off but i come from a family of addiction and there definitely is worry in my brain now that oh when they said weed was a gateway drug they didn't really mean weed was a gateway drug that's a bullshit campaign that they spread what they meant to say is people without self-control and inclination for addiction are going to hit their high point with weed because it's just not that strong and i can tell you that because i took like five edibles yesterday and did not really feel them it's uh i'd say that's like too too many edibles to be fair they were actual really small cookies that i had left so to say five they probably equated more to like two (laughs) so i'm being a dick Um, but the thing was, that was after a friend had already come over with an edible and given it to me that I knew wasn't going to be strong enough. I was probably better off just taking that edible and then going back and taking those quote unquote five. But in the end of the day, that means I would have had to take three edibles just to feel like I was going to feel the thing that everybody else feels when they take edibles. And, um, I was high, but like even high now feels like my normal a little bit. And then I... Like, day to day, week to week, like, I mean, 
So even like Wednesday, you guys were like, hey, maybe you should take a mental health day and not go to work tomorrow. Like call it sick. And I was Oof. like, how can I do that? Like, like what's going to happen if I do that? Like, I'm just going to sit at home and think about all those things that were already upsetting me. Like I basically had to go to work because that was another stress too. That I was like, I, I felt like I was getting to the point where I was like, I'm so replaceable. Like, and I guess the whole theme of everything I'm saying in all of this is who, who the hell am I? What's the point? Why would anybody care when I'm even telling you I, I can't be in a relationship? I don't think I'm fit for my job, which is obviously not true. But like, I just don't feel, you know, like my purpose is there. I feel empty. I'm doing all the right things. And at the end of the day, I feel so sad or so unfulfilled or feel like I should have done more or tried harder. I don't know, man. I just, it, it doesn't really have to be me going to my nine to five job and working my ass off and then getting to the gym four days a week and recording a podcast and streaming two to three days a week while making healthy meals and healthy decisions and somehow find a way to love myself and then go on dates and then find love and get married and have kids and not have any of this stuff come back at any point. You know, like we talked about that episode with Steven about the steps. I completely forgot that I had been looking at the steps too, because I was thinking of it from a sexual standpoint, but you know what? My whole life, I've been doing the same thing Steven does with my mental health. I remember thinking my mother is a bipolar alcoholic. I am a bipolar alcoholic. It's just passed down. And I don't get on those steps because you don't... It wasn't about me on the steps. It was about the person on the steps with me. I could only go so high before I was going to drag somebody down. Divorce wasn't an option. It was an inevitability. Love was just something I could taint. Um, These are all themes we've talked about on the show multiple different times, but we're hitting a crossroads in my life now where the medication is there. I talk to the people. I even get a recreational drug that they let me have legally. I have money. I have time. I have everything I need. And in the back of my head, there's just this thing that just, just really holds me back because I know at the end of the day, I have to keep myself busy because I don't, nobody's ever going to care about the things I care about or feel the way I feel about things. I just, I don't, I really don't know how to say it. I don't know how to express it. This is an emptiness and a vulnerability for me that is still one of the few that um, I have trouble putting words to, but I don't feel like I fit in anywhere. Um, I don't feel like my best friends um, should have me around, not need me around, should have me around. I think it's bad for them. Um, And as I fight those dark thoughts and feelings and they start to go away you know am I just feeling that emptiness that 
other 20-year-olds feel when they're graduating and they're millennials and we're told we can't buy houses because we can't afford it? Or am I just truly this broken and nothing fixes it? And that really fucking sucks because... really thought I was doing well. It's all gone now. <laughs> it's gonna come back and it's gonna be gone again. I just wish. You know, sometimes I just wish people would just like call me a phony or something and I could just go, yeah, you're right, and just disappear. I don't deserve anything I have, want, or need in my mind. I have no reason to be here. I have no reason to keep pushing on. I have no purpose. I will not have any moment. I will not be a hero. I will not save a life. I will not be somebody's love. There is no one. There is no fulfillment. There's no golden cause. There's no, there's no fixing it. And maybe I'm being dramatic right now. And maybe that's just what I needed to be for a second. Or maybe I just took all the positivity this show has had and just destroyed it. I don't know anymore. I just feel really lost. And I always feel really lost. So the question is just, what the fuck am I looking for? <sighs> so, obviously that's a lot of weight that you're walking around with on your mind all the time. Um, on our episode with Steph, she talked about how she feels things very intensely, right? Yeah. And a lot of what you're describing, I think, sounds like it's that version of, you know, standard mid-twenties ennui where you're you're where you're you're where you're supposed to be you know as far as what we're what we grow up learning that our lives are going to be you know you're um living by yourself in the big city you have a good job um that you're seemingly good at even though you you acknowledge that you don't feel like you're qualified even though or that you're doing a good job even though you know that you are but you have a good job that you're good at um you have a good apartment you have a good group of friends you um have the capability of dating and um you know people have an interest in you romantically and sexually but you feel lost you feel that you have no purpose 
you feel that all of those things that are where you're supposed to be, you feel like it's not enough. And you feel like maybe a cog, like a forgettable cog in the machine, rather than, like you said, the hero or some creative force or something like that. And with your mental health problems, your um, anxiety, etc., that just exacerbates that. It all exacerbates each other. Like, it's a vicious cycle. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not a professional. All I can do is be there for you as a friend and try to try to tell you that we love you and that we need you in our lives and i mean none of this is going to help none, none of this is going to make you feel better what i'm saying right now i know because... even if part of, even if if even if it's correct or on point i know that it, me saying it it's not going to alleviate any of the weight. I, but well, I, st- I still feel the need to say it. I know. And I I go to two professionals. It doesn't matter that you're not a professional. I go to two of them. And I do feel things very intensely, but I feel them very intensely for longer than makes sense to me. And I get it that I could just be this cog, but like... There's this extra layer on all of this. And on all of this, it's the fact that there's no light at the end of my tunnel. There's no reward. There's no prize. And I realize that now. And I've been looking for it. And it's just not there. And maybe that's just a complete change in philosophy. And maybe this is just a small breakdown that needed to happen and make me really appreciate life but like I don't know like what I don't even know the words to say I mean we've been hosting this podcast for over a year and I've never had a trouble coming up with the words to say how I feel and right now you know it's just part of me was you know, hinting at it on the, the Steven episode that I couldn't be someone's number one and now I'm thinking I can't even be someone's number two. Like, that's that's where my brain is. Like, not because anybody told me they, you know, you can't be a number two, but because I was like, no, like, the, everything that's happening right now through this episode, whatever strength, power, improvement, and positivity I've brought to this show. This is 100% a setback that could lead to people feeling the same way as me or something. I don't know. Like I feel bad that I try to come on here and you know give people this message of positivity. And I, I don't believe it for myself. And I think that's why I like Neurotica so much though is because... Fuck it, if I'm not going to save myself, I'm going to help some of you guys. 
And if none of you listen and it doesn't help any of you, then fine. Because as I said earlier, I got to fill the time somehow. Because you normal people are boring as shit. Um, no, literally, like I was on a Saturday and like I'll, I'll tell this like very kind of personal thing and like I don't think the person would mind and I even like tweeted about it. It was kind of a joke is that I am currently involved with somebody that's in a little bit more of like a friends with benefits relationship and yesterday I was bored and I was like, hey, maybe I will text that person or something and that'll be what I do. And then I remembered, like, the whole point of the weekend was supposed to be, we even talked about it, like, me and her, like, we're going to give each other that rest. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cross that line because I'm like, I'm trying to replace something that is this emptiness with, you know, something else that is not going to help it. And then I get a text from her at 4 a.m., which is essentially, you know, like, any chance you have trouble sleeping too, which could just be that she just wanted to talk, but I jokingly said, you know, like, oh, she sent me a you up text at 4 a.m. But, like, I didn't, I didn't text anybody. Like, I could have texted some friends. I was in my, like, group chat. I could have texted anybody and been like, yo, I'm really bored. Does anybody want to... I mean, you were even like, is anybody doing anything? And I was... But I was about to fall asleep at that point. I was like, unless you're coming over with, like, some, like, really fun thing to do, I'm <laughs> passing out right now. <laughs> like... And I went to bed at 11. Like, the night before, I stayed up till 4 playing video games. I don't know why today I woke up feeling like crap when yesterday I felt, you know, woke up feeling like a million bucks. Like, I don't get it. Like, maybe tomorrow I'm going to wake up and think, wow, we recorded a really stupid fucking podcast. Why did I say all those things? Because none of that's how I feel right now. Like, Well, that doesn't matter, though. Because it's not about you feeling this way for a sustained amount of time. It's about you feeling this way now and trying to work through it and also helping other people who might feel that way at different points valid, like trying to help validate their feelings. Like this is a thing that happens. And even though things are going well, like you, if you feel like shitty and feel like you don't have your place in the world, like that's, that's valid and you're not alone. I get that. And I was talking to someone and they were like, telling me how like one of their favorite things about me is that like they never have to you know wonder how I'm feeling like I'll tell you I'm an open book I'll I'll make a joke about it or I'll say it seriously either way you'll just know how I feel that's just who I am but like think about that in terms of relationships you've had and things like that and think about the man that you're hearing on this podcast right now whether you are attracted to men or not could you handle this in your life like can you take what i bring onto you so then you move into the conversation well whoever i could possibly marry has to be very emotionally strong and handle these things and people with mental health have got married throughout their whole lives but the problem is that i was born into a home where the marriage was not working and it was easy to look at the person with the bipolar disorder and say that that's it. That's why people with mental health can't, you know, like mental health issues can't get married. And then you learn over the years, okay, well that's not fully true. And we lived in a different time. She didn't have the support that she needed mental health wise because it was a stigma. Like people would actively tell my father, he finally told me this. I never knew this. People told my father, leave that nut job. Sheesh. 
And to this day, my father still thinks that's the love of his life. I've not seen my father date seriously anybody since. And I keep telling him to. And he went through so much hell. Because of issues that she had that the world was telling her weren't real issues. And his own friends were telling him, get the fuck out of there. So, we've grown a lot as people. But I saw it. And, and internalized it. Yeah. And that's what I thought. And so you're afraid of being the person that people, like your girlfriend or wife's friends say, you gotta, like, he's a nut, you gotta leave him? No. No? I'm worried about somebody tricking themselves into thinking, this is okay. Or... The reality, otherwise, that maybe I have to settle because maybe I'm not as good as I think I am because this isn't a very attractive package. All these people telling me I'm handsome and I have the good job, the good apartment, and saying those are the reasons why I'm going to find somebody that's going to be great. They ignore all the other things because they want to see the, the nice cities, but you don't, you're not here on the Sunday night when I'm in my relationship. I've never hit anybody. I've never screamed at anybody. I'm not abusive. But I had mental breakdowns. It can be considered toxic to just be in a relationship with somebody who just can't emotionally handle your shit. Like, I mean, because they can't handle their own. Like, it's not a blame game thing. It's not a Cody's the problem and he's toxic. It's just a, at some point, I'm going to be like this. And at some point, somebody else in her life is going to be at some, you know, like other stressful time that could be just as bad or worse. But it won't matter because my brain is always going to be, I have issues. I need to fix these. These are my problems. And then other people... Like, if somebody else has a problem, how am I supposed to help them? And then I have to make this decision. Do I let go of whatever my problem was to help them, or do I help me? And I guess past inclinations would say that I'm very willing to jump on a grenade and get blown up to help others, but that also makes me sound like I'm bragging again, and I'm trying to get to a place now where, like, I prioritize my own mental health to help myself. And it's hard, because it's like, now I turn my back on this thing that I always, like, wanted to help people with because I'm like, ooh, that, that might get a little too, like, spicy in my brain. <laughs> if I'm not helping, I feel shittier. Like, it becomes the anxiety that kicks up in me when I'm not helping. It's the depression when I feel like maybe I was never helping to begin with and I just thought I was. You know, like, maybe I don't need to insert myself in every situation. Oh, I know that's for a fact. I don't need to insert myself in every situation. And anybody who follows me on Twitter has known that I've inserted myself into some situations that have gotten me into a lot of trouble and a lot of uh, anger, which I pulled back from mostly because of my medication. Like, I truly believe the Cody today is better than the Cody before him, but we're still not... 
all the way there, I guess? I don't know. Like, if this is one sad day among six other happy and, and that's just what it is, then fine. That's great for me. I will take that any single way I can. I've lived a life of seven days a week. I'm most likely going to find a way to make myself miserable. Make myself miserable. I want to make that very clear. Make myself miserable. Because regardless of what happened, it, I, I was miserable every single day of my life. And not something miserable happened to me every single day of my life. But if it's going to be one sad day and six happy, I'll fucking take it. But I'm going for all seven. Let's fucking do it. I'm a perfectionist. I'm not going to stop fighting. I, I just can't. There's just nothing else to do. You you get frustrated. You get down. But, like, this is supposed to be the redemption positivity part of the podcast, I guess. It's that I have to go back to my site and say these things. Because there's nothing else I can do. Yeah, it's either you keep fighting and keep trying to work to find that that better life. That whatever combination of things in your life makes you not feel miserable and empty all the time or you drown and so obviously you have to fight yeah and so i'm, I'm sorry all, all i can hear in my head right now is the smith song heaven knows i'm miserable now great Do you know i don't song? know that song <laughs> there's um, a there's a line in it he says i was looking for a job and then i found the job and heaven knows i'm miserable now <laughs> <laughs> i mean but that's kind of like where i am it's like when we were talking to Steven, we were talking about a lot of just, like, he has to break the mold of what a traditional relationship looks like. In my brain, I have to break the traditional mold of living life. And some of that is not because of, like, whatever my conditions are would cause me to, like, have the restrictions that Steven has had through, you know, just... Obviously, you know, being discriminated against or, you know, not having the ability if he wanted to get married that, like, all states could. Like, I, my, again, we've talked about this. Some of my suffering is always in the background. We talked about that with James. You know, like, if I wanted to, I can train myself to make sure that none of you ever know I'm depressed. Like, I could do that. Right. Like, that's just something I decided long ago I wasn't doing. Like, all the other people that are really good at smiling, I decided... I was going to start screaming, and now that's how we have a podcast. So, you know, whether you like the podcast or not, blame it on that. Um, But basically, like, I'm having a moment, I hope, that doesn't become a thing. And I hope the thing doesn't become me again. Because the positivity and the happiness I felt are so new that I also want to acknowledge that maybe legitimately i'm this sad because shit was that heavy like we can't talk about it but bobby the thing i described to you was not light right like i I, and i've talked about this before when i was um just coming out of college i worked in a call center job uh making very little money um no real prospects beyond that i was living in my parents house was having no success dating and I was just coping for the first time with this is the rest of my life. I'm going to have to go to this shitty job and come home and just be miserable and then wake up the next day and do it. And all of that made me feel like I was depressed, but I wasn't 
chemically imbalanced. Like there was no chemical depression. It was just my life, my life sucked (laughs) ass and I was rightfully miserable about it. And like part of what you're dealing and obviously everything is exacerbated by your mental health problems. All of this feels worse to you because of that. Yeah. But they're like the thing at your work that you were describing. That I like, wasn't describing. That you that the th- <laughs> the thing that we keep talking around. It was, it was a thi- it was like a big thing, and it was a lot to deal with. Like the, f- it's it's not like you were, com- overreacting to that. Really, it was just like a big thing, and you were rightfully staggered by it. Yeah, and I think that even, like, when I canceled that date, like, I felt like this relief. But there was also even this moment of, like, ah, crap, that girl was really nice and cute. Like, she said on her profile that she sometimes smokes weed. Like, that somebody, like, and I know that sounds stupid, but you guys have to understand, I can't really drink anymore. I can go out on dates and have a drink or two. I can, um, like, go out with my friends and be pretty good at, like, um you know, staggering my own drinks. And probably I'm playing it safer than I need to. I probably, because when I say I can't drink, it's really just more of just like, I'll black out way faster than you and I'll puke or my heart rate will stop. Um, That's the risks I have, but... Big risks. Yeah. But I'm moving into a different life of like, there are people I've been interested in and I basically said to myself, I can't date that person. They're a binge drinker. One, because... That's triggering for me as a, you know, someone who dated or not dated. My mother was a binge drinker. Great. There's a Freudian slip for you. (laughs) That's the most Freudian slip, by the way. Because even my therapist was like today, like, you know, you got to be careful because, you know, they do say people do look for their, you know, mother. And I was like, God damn it. But, you know, seeing my mother as a binge drinker and then like, you know, I can't even do the activity with you in any manner other than just like having a couple like, you know spike seltzers or whatever yeah so i want to smoke weed with you it's also fine with me if you want to drink and then i smoke and then we both are just fucked up in different ways but like yeah i'm moving in a different world too where i'm like oh i don't even relate to people on this level that used to be so me now like i i have a full bar in my kitchen right now to make cocktails. Yeah. I love making cocktails. Several books that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, like I recipes. still enjoy making the cocktails, but now I'm not making the cocktails for me. It's for when Bobby comes over and like I'm like, yo, can I make you a cocktail? And then the bar gets smaller and smaller because I'm not buying, and then at some point all the liquor is going to be gone. Right. Like, but that's completely my life is like that was a hobby of mine that I had to basically say no, I can't do this. And it wasn't because I was addicted to alcohol. It was just because I have a medication that will kill me. Right. Now, and the that, reality is if I go to the kitchen right now, make a cocktail and drink it, I'm not going to die. Right. And that that is difficult because um, me and Isabel, like Isabel is not a, it's not a, a medical thing um, or a, a pill mix thing, but Isabel is someone who doesn't really drink that much. Yeah, and she I, just... And I do. And it's like... And I like to go out on weekends because, like, like I said, I, I have that dread every day I go to work about all the endless days ahead of me where I have to do that. And so it makes weekends feel really urgent for me that I yeah. need to take make the most out of them. And 
she is more happy to sit in bed and watch, you know, Degrassi. Yeah. Like, it, for an entire night. And, like, if, if we didn't already have the connection from Twitter when we started dating, I have no idea if it would have been possible to, like, make it work. Yeah, and I, and I get all that, and I get what you're saying, too, because I used to be that way, and especially when I was, like, a little bit younger and single, thinking, you know, I have to go out every week at night and go try to find, you know, future Mrs., you know, Cody Ryan, but, like, or get my dick wet. Um, <laughs> let's just be honest here. Yeah. Like, men suck, and we're just trying to get laid a lot, but, like, um, you know, it was a thing where, like, I had to go out every weekend, and I have to go to those bars, and I'd have to drink a lot because I was also socially anxious. Now I can just kind of get high and go somewhere and accidentally hit on people, which I've done. <laughs> um, like, Shout we, out to the bartender after our live podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And then the bartender after one random happy hour. Yeah, like, I... I can get into a weird place where I get flirty and nobody thought I was being like aggressive with her. She was actually like no, wanted was... to know about the podcast and like yeah. wanted to know where we were going and wanted She asked for actual the... actual shout outs. I... She was really nice. Yeah, I could have <laughs> gave her my number. I gave her the podcast link. Um, she has my priority. That, did that work? <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> we're dating now. Um no. Uh but yeah, so like it's not like I feel like a freak. It's just that I know that in the back of my head, like I've had relationships where people were like, fuck, I didn't know what I was signing up for. Like, and now obviously I've grown a lot. Like some of those people were in college where they were like, Oh, well I don't want to sign up for anything. Not even my own fucking classes, but like, (laughs) like, you know, but they didn't know what they were signing up for. And then they said, yes, I don't want to deal with this. Like I've heard it. It's honestly, and then, it's, it sucks to hear, but it's fair. And it's also why, like, people don't get, like, that first date that I keep bringing up that, like, that I had on Tinder where the girl was super nice and said all the right things. And, like, everybody's like, well, why are you so upset? It's just the first date. It's like, because she brought up the podcast. And you're like, well, she was being nice and saying, hey, like, good luck with that thing you really enjoyed. I'm like, the podcast is totally centered around how my brain doesn't work. Don't. <laughs> you think that my brain maybe also thought for a second when she mentioned the podcast about that, that that was exactly why she was rejecting me? Like, that wasn't the thought for a whole week. Not, this girl was the one and she left me or something, and I told some people, like, wow, she was great. The real thought was, this girl just told me, yeah, I'm pretty great, uh, so you don't qualify with this mental health issue. Like, cause I, I was stoked. She was like a med student, seemed motivated. She was very cute. Like, seemed like we had similar interests. I remember telling you guys, like, I'm so stoked. I remember telling you at the first date, wow, that was great. I didn't expect to meet somebody that quickly. And then I get a text that says, hey, I didn't really feel any romantic connection. Fine, whatever. I overreacted. And then the, I like the first half of the text, I was just like, whatever. Like, okay, this happens. And then the second half of the text, I read good luck with your podcast and I almost throw my phone on the ground because mm. I'm and I know that's me overreacting to something that's her just being nice and knowing that I have a podcast and that I care about it and I talked about it probably on the date too much <laughs> and that's why she actually doesn't want to date me because I don't let her talk and that's a really rude way to like interact with people um or that she was just like this guy seems to be talking very fast as if he's figured his mental health out but he might also be on coke 
or she smelled the weed on me that I smoked the immediately before all the, time. the date. Um, yeah, so there was a lot going on at the time that I wish that was the second date I went on because uh, she was really nice and sorry that you had to deal with that, Cody. Um, but, you know, it was just a thing for me where I like in my head, it was like, oh, she rejected me because of my mental health, but I've had relationships before, so it can't be that my mental health is completely disqualifying. It's that I'm just completely locked off from certain communities of our world because of who I am. And that's not necessarily to say that I have that much suffering. There are a lot of communities in this world that are cut off from a lot of different things that are way more important in life. Right. But at the time, it was just a shitty, like, so oh, you have a you have a mental health issue. You don't get to date these girls enough. Yeah, like, you feel like there's a a ceiling on the like quality of girl. Yeah, which is shitty too because it also treats a person like an object. But you know, we all go out dating thinking we want these certain features and we want certain things that you know we might want to mate to keep us happy and going forward. And it was basically like I figured out I could get married if I want, but. Is it possible that I can't have a partner that actually fits my needs? Because every time I find a partner that might fit my needs, their immediate reaction is, you're fucking crazy. So that's scary. Anyway, um... I I can say that uh, potential romantic partners having a certain set of criteria about who they date... Uh, sometimes they will date someone who doesn't have them, such as with me and Isabel. So yes, and I've so also, there is so there is hope. I've also been known I... to get into interactions with people that don't fit like what people you know like thought I would be interested in, and I went with it, and it worked. And it's like that's just life. Yeah, I just am not dealing with it well today. But now that we've talked about this podcast and I'm hanging out with Bobby, we're about to watch the Eagles. I already feel a billion times better in that like. There you go. If that's what you guys need to, like, push forward in your own life, just talk to Bobby for 30 minutes. Just DM him. <laughs> Time yourself typing for 30 minutes. That's going to be a Patreon tier. Yeah. You get 30 minutes of my time a week to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Wasting Bobby's time is a Patreon tier. That's what it's going to be yeah. described. But this is a this is a good um, a good point to make that you, you do feel better now. Like, I, I've again talk all the time about the 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 stretch of days of just like going to work and coming home and yeah. how overwhelming it is and with mental health problems depression stuff like that it's very similar because like you can look out ahead of you and say most likely this is going to be something that I have to wake up and deal with to one level or another every day for the rest of my life True. And that's tough, but there's ups and downs. So, like, in when you're feeling the worst of it, that's not going to be how you feel for the rest of your life or even for the rest of the hour, necessarily. Yeah. So, and and I, I, I do... And I do say, like, this in, like... To be honest, like, I'm not shallow. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm trying to date perfect tens and... Or I don't want to date somebody who has their own mental health issues. What I'm saying, though, is that I already... I'm imagining someone just saying, oh, I only date Barcelona smoke shows. Yeah. (laughs) No, but what I'm just saying is, like, I already bring a level of baggage that makes me feel like 
it's not even necessarily like, oh, this person needs to be this attractive or this person needs to be, you know, this level of like this good of a job. Yeah, like it's more of they need to be able to handle my baggage and also probably not bring in too much of their own because I already brought in too much. Like, yeah, we won't have all the room to store it. And that's I think that's the point I'm trying to get at. But at the same time, a lot of the stuff I talked about today aren't real problems yet. Yeah, and that's that's the key word here. I have a brain that creates problems, and I'm reading a book that I've been reading for months because I, when I say I'm reading a book, I mean I started months ago and have not gotten past the first chapter. Um, but it, it talks about how, like, the brain just, that's all it's meant to do is solve your problems, and if everything's good, what the fuck's the brain supposed to do? Like, hmm. you're really supposed to shut it off, but we don't know how to shut it off because our whole life we've been just trying to, and everybody always has a problem. Like, like even if your problem is literally, like, I have to take my trash out, that's just something you have to solve. And your brain will say, oh, it's Wednesday, it's trash day, take the trash out. And they'll go, oh, wait, no, it's not because there was a holiday Monday, take it out Thursday. Like, your brain is doing that constantly. The problem is when your brain is doing that constantly with the things that are most sensitive to you and hurt you the most, when it's not even relevant at all in your life and that's basically what I deal with a lot that just gets me really down and even though when things are going really well and I have those happiness moments that I can still have some of those like days where I like completely crash and I think it's it goes mostly to Chris Gethard who he's been the inspiration for a lot of this and I want to thank him a little bit more formally for everything he's done for me and I'm actually in his discord right now which is weird but I don't stay as active but like he put it best to me that just to have the optimism going forward where he talked about he was a mess and then he found his medication mix and he still wakes up some days depressed. And he said, ah, you know, like today, like uh, it's like you wake up when you have like a, a bit of a cold that, you know, you can work through. You, you kind of wake up and go, ah, like today, ah, oh, fuck, but like I can do this, you know? And it's, I would take this over what I was last month, last year, last decade, like any day of the week. So, you know, maybe this is a small step back, but I need to remember to myself that the best advice I've ever gotten is your mental journey is not linear. You're never going to go forward just strictly. Like if you have, congratulations to you for being much stronger of a person than myself, but my mental health journey is just never going to be forward. And I think I need to stop hitting myself every time it goes backwards. So that's a problem in itself. We talked about on the show, my ability to self-criticize, no secrets there, but um, yeah, I, I actually want to just even thank you, Bobby, just for, you know, allowing me to have a podcast and a partner that could listen to, you know, me when situations like this. And also can tell me on a Wednesday night when I was like, well, let's do the pod. Hey, let's, <laughs> not <laughs> so it also doesn't help that i'm a huge sixers fan and i haven't seen them win in like a month just because of my own circumstances well, they're up been 26 like, now so yeah they're good. like kicking the cat's ass it's just that i happen to like been busy like during like the two wins they had in the last seven and then like <laughs> yeah so and i'm also going to sixers game wednesday so i think that'll help i just i've been disconnected from my favorite team i started getting angry about people getting mad again after game 10 and then I got mad after game 11 and I was being a hypocrite. So 
unplugging anything, it's that um, the Sixers need to get their shit together as we move into our favorite segment, plugs! Alright, um, so I suck S at uh, writing, but I should have <laughs> I should have something out for the fifth quarter this week about the Sixers. Uh, and I will also be live tweeting uh, the Sixers Knicks game on Wednesday from the fifth quarter account. So give them a follow. Um, there's other people that do not suck S at um, actually doing the job of writing. Uh, writing good stuff on there. So good plugs, Bobby. Follow yeah, follow the fifth quarter. Uh keep a lookout for me if I read anything. Follow the fifth quarter. It doesn't suck, regardless <laughs> of Bobby. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, Bobby does an amazing job at the fifth quarter, regardless of what he's saying right now. But yes, he will be live tweeting the next game on Wednesday. I will be the man who gets ex- escorted out of the next game on Wednesday. <laughs> um uh anything else you'd like to plug, Bobby? Uh, no, that's it for now. What about you, Cody? Um, there was something I was thinking about, but I can't remember what it was. But you plug I, the Twitch stream. Yeah, right I'm going to start getting into Twitch more. It, it's going to happen. And the the big reason why I do want to make a push again towards Twitch is that um, Twitch released their own like little like um, recording ability and like streaming like uh, native app, which I've had a lot of trouble because I'm not technically great at like figuring out levels and stuff and. Twitch does it for you, um, and I also have this new toy called a Stream Deck that our good friend Chris Jones was nice enough to give me that I very um, intimidated by. Oh, but, that's let's plug that too. Uh, yes. Oh, Chris Jones. Uh, and are we allowed to yet? Though I don't know what I don't even know the name of it. I don't. I don't know. I assume we're allowed to plug it. Uh, let's just say keep an eye out for. Just to something. say, Chris Jones and baseball are not done, and if you've been missing him, you might see him soon. How about that? Yeah. Um, and then also, um, you can always buy the t-shirts I've been designing with Erica. But honestly, Erica's been great. Buy her. I ain't no bitch shirt. Before you get to the Mike Scott tailgate coming up, um, I don't know. I'm just. I, I probably forgot something, but I, I, you guys know me. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow our podcast. Um, I think we forgot to actually plug the biggest thing about the show overall. We are now on Spotify. Oh, yeah. That is very, very exciting for us. Um, we already tweeted from the account. I know that's way more convenient for a lot of you, so we're going to start sharing all of our episodes directly from Spotify. If you're using iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, you still can, or other apps that um, connect to those. You're not losing that ability. I just know that a lot of people love using Spotify now that it has the podcast capability. And we are there. And every single episode we've ever recorded is already up and already ready to go. So uh, give us a follow there. Listen to our episodes there uh, during your work week. If, uh, you know, you get sick of the music tab, you know, head over to the podcast tab and give us a listen. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's already given us a lot of great support. As soon as we put on Spotify, we got um, about 400 plays. And while I can't tell how many of them are Russian bots, I'd have to hope that some of them weren't. Um, so thanks, everybody, for listening to Erotica. I'm not going to say anything about Bobby this week because he really helped me out. Bobby, would you like to say anything? Just I'll let you actually have the last word for once. That's not, God damn it. Um, no. <laughs> you piece of shit. 